0: Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thank you. Start small? I don't think so. Um, I mean, we're Texans, but i, I got to qualify my Texan, all right? Um, I must confess that I was born in Colorado. I know the shame of that. I know. It's, it's sad, and I was actually raised there for 18 years. But I, I want to let you know that the majority of my life has been spent in Texas. And um, to start small is, is not really in our vocabulary. I mean, isn't there sort of a pride about being in the best state of the union? Amen? All right. Okay. And then there's a bravado that comes with that, right? There's a bravado about being from and living in the state of Texas, I mean, I know that everybody else in all the other states hates us, but the reason they do is because they're just jealous because they can't live here. Amen? Yes. That's right. And, and, and start small, I, I really don't think so because what's our motto? Everything is what? Bigger. Bigger in Texas. I mean, we got big food, we got big ranches, we got big trucks, we got big boots. Everything is big in Texas. In fact, the mosquitoes are huge in Texas. And I love this, right? Spot the the non-Texan. I like that. And it gets so hot here, we had to bring in a few fans to sort of cool things off, all right? And I like our love. I love our segues, right? And here's what I've heard. I heard that the fish and worms are so big in Texas, they're sold by the foot, Start small? I don't think so. I mean, this is the map that we're shown of the United States, but we know that this map is false. This is the true map of the United States. (laughs) Correct? Now, I want you to notice uh, California, what it says there. I was looking at this map. Uninhabitable, all right? (laughs) I mean, this is, to start small, this is, this is really hard for us to imagine, right, of who we are and where we live, to, to start small. But how about this, start small when it comes to God. Uh, usually, when we're talking about God, starting small is not where we begin When we think about God, it's always a big God. It's a a huge God. It's a giant God. God is big. Starting small is not where we normally start with God. I mean, we open up the pages of the Bible, the very first that says that he created the heavens and the earth. And this week I did a little research and I found out that we could see 46.5 billion light years away. Now, I don't know what kind of, I cannot do that. I do not have that kind of vision. But the scientists are saying that in reality, our, just our universe is 93 billion light years in diameter. Just our, just our universe. Now, I don't know, here's the thing. They don't know But when we think about God, we think about him as being big. We think about, you know, we don't think about him uh, just being over a state or a nation. But it says that God is over all the earth. And when we think about God's IQ, we don't think about God within this little kind of tiny range of this test that we take for IQ. Notice what it says in Isaiah chapter 55. It says, for as far as the heavens are from the higher than the earth... So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts? When we think about God's activity on this Earth, we, we really don't think small, do we? We think about Him dividing the Red Sea. We think about him flooding the Earth. We think about him. We think about him feeding thousands upon thousands of people. And we think about him like it talks about in Psalms. Do you think Texas has a lot of cattle? Let me just tell you, God has more. A thousand hills. And so when we think about God, he's, he's just this really big God. So when we think about God and his activities, it's hard for us to think about small In spite of the bigness of where we live and being Texans, in spite of the bigness of God and and the bigness of his activity, here's what we want to do. Here's how we want to start off this new year. We want to start off small. We want to start small. And again, I know that's hard for us to imagine, but what we're going to do in the month of January is we're going to look at starting small we're going to look at some biblical concepts of in a sense smallness and so the preaching teams want you to think about doing this we want you to think about starting off this year small you see our god is a big god and he loves us and yet at the same time he's not confined to just big things our god can use small things and that's the beauty about God, isn't it? Not only that he's big and huge and unimaginable, but at the same breath, he doesn't, he's not confined to that because all of a sudden he comes in and he goes, I want to let you know that I could use small things. And specifically, I want to point out two things to you today, two examples of that from Scripture. The first thing I want to do is I want you to turn your Bible to Zechariah. Zechariah. Specifically, I want you to go to Zechariah chapter 4. And we're going to look at Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah is a priest and a prophet. And he prophesies also during the time of Haggai. And these two prophets are, have come back from being enslaved for 70 years. And the Israelites, they come back. And they come back at about 536 B.C., and immediately what they do is, is they lay a foundation for the temple. But then all of a sudden, opposition comes up. And this opposition is so great, it delays any movement on the temple for 20 years. And God uses Haggai and He uses Zechariah to spur the people on to begin to build the temple again. And specifically, He's going to use Zerubbabel. Now, what I want you to do is look at Zechariah chapter 4, verse 8. It says this, The word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me. Now, watch the phrase here, right? Here's the phrase. Who despises the day of small things? Men will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. And this is a plumb line. It's a plumb line. And what happens is this. What's going on in, this, in Zechariah chapter 4? In Zechariah chapter 4, what's happening is God is prophesying and telling Zechariah that Zerubbabel will be the one who will complete the temple. And they look out at Zechariah, and all he's doing is he's holding a plumb line. And he's holding this plumb line, and everybody's looking at that. All the Israelites are looking at the plumb line, and they're going, what's the big deal? It's just a plumb line. It is. Look, it's nothing. It's just a plumb line. Zechariah is just holding the plumb line. What's the big deal about that? And God looks and he says this, You do not despise small things. The plumb line was going to be an illustration, this small thing, that God was going to do a great thing through the hands of Zerubbabel. Now turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. There are basically three parables that deal with how God uses small things. Two of them have to deal with money, and one has to deal with the shrewd, uh, the, the, the shrewd ruler. In Matthew chapter 25, we have the story of a master who goes on a trip, and what he does is he sort of divvies out his money. He gives one person five, five talents, another person two talents, and then he gives another one talent. And he goes on this journey, and as he come, when he comes back, he calls the servants in, and he says, listen, I went on the journey, and I want to know what you did with my money. And the five-talent guy says, God, I want to let you know I doubled your investment. I doubled your investment. I got you ten. The two guys said, hey, listen, I got you four, and the one guy just hit his, and God condemns him for that. But I want you to notice verse 23 again, emphasizing. His master replied, <coughs> excuse me well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Have you noticed here in this passage of scripture that he's commended for doubling the investment from five to 10, but did you notice that it wasn't a surprise to him? It wasn't a surprise to him that the five guy have ten now. Why? Because he was faithful in the little things. Small things are important to God. God honors the small things. Think about it. This he used the shepherd boy to kill a giant. He killed. He he used the staff to part a sea. He used the jawbone of an animal to kill a thousand men. A small baby in a manger, in a barn, came and brought us salvation. Five loaves and two fishes fed thousands upon thousands. And God used a little bit of mud to heal the eyes of a man who was blind. God honors small things. So whether it's the New Testament or the Old Testament, here's what we find is the list goes on and on, that God is not necessarily confined to the big things, but he also uses the small things. And that's why we want to start this year off starting small. We want to start small. You're going, okay, Bill, I get it, I get it, I get it, let's move on. I get it move on. We see the the biblical underpinning for why God can do big things. Uh, He uses big things, but he also uses small things. The question is this, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for me to start small? And what I want to do again, each week we're going to deal with this small thing in scripture, but what I want to do is give you two overriding principles, why it's important for us to start small. The first one is this. We start small because it means our reliance is on God and not ourselves. We start small so that we can have a reliance on God and not ourselves. We live in a culture that breeds self-reliance. I mean, think about the things that we say, the, the sayings. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Or how about this, God helps those who help themselves. Well, that's surely in the Bible, it just sounds that way, right? Or how about this one, self-reliance conquers all difficulty. And the list goes on and on of sayings, and here's what it says is this, we just need to rely upon ourselves. I found this quote in this book by David Murphy. Lots of people call God creator, but live like evolutionists. It's as if life is about the survival of the fittest rather than about living a dependent, as a dependent creature. Trusting our creator rather than ourselves. And according to our maker's instructions. Starting small means this. Starting small means this, is I, I make this shift in my life. There's a shift that's going on in my life where all of a sudden, instead of relying upon me, I get rid of that and I start relying upon God. There's this shift that moves in my reliance. I start trusting him more rather than trusting myself. And the Bible is full of scriptures over and over again that convey this point that our sufficiency, our reliance only comes from God. How about this? Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. For you have been saved by grace through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. How about this one? for while we were weak. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest on me. And if you go back to Zechariah chapter 4, And I love this verse in verse 5. Zechariah, how are you going to do this? How are you going to carry out the building of the temple? In verse verse 5 it says this, Not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we could think or imagine, according to the power that now works within us, to Him be the glory forever and ever in Christ Jesus and the church. Amen. Amen and i want you to turn your bibles to isaiah chapter 40 isaiah chapter 40 i love this chapter it talks about the greatness and the bigness of god and yet it ends isaiah chapter 40 ends with a single person it goes like this do you not know have you not heard The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom the bigness of God. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and they fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. It will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will not they will walk and not grow faint and over and over again it just tells us that it 's not about ourselves but it 's about God and it, it seemed contradictory to you and it seemed contradictory that we experience the power of God in our weakness. That we experience the the power of God in our weariness. That we experience the power of God in our frailty. That we experience the power of God in our smallness. It just seems contradictory. But it's the way God uses small things. Not only... Do we, what does it mean to us? Not only is there not a reliance on ourselves, but a God. But the final thing is this. It means that God could even use me. Just, he could use me. We live in a world of say 7.8 billion people in this world. The United States has 331.9 million people in it. Lubbock has over 260,000 people in Lubbock now. And now this congregation is over 1,000 members. And here's what we could do sometimes. And here's how we could feel sometimes. God, I'm just one person. Our world is teeming with people. The United States is teeming with people. Lubbock is teeming with people. This church is teeming with people. What what could just one person do? What can I do? Just just me. And, And we have this sense of being overwhelmed. But when we start small, when we start small, here's what happens is this. One man and a plumb line built the temple of God. One murdering fugitive saved an entire nation. One fearful, terrified leader took a nation into the promised land. And one arrogant, self-reliant, know-it-all planted gobs of churches and wrote the majority of the New Testament. That's what starting small does. It says this, that God can even use me. He could use me to carry out his wonderful purposes, his eternal purposes on this earth. It's teeming with people. In a nation that's teeming with people, in a city that's teeming with people, in a church that's teeming with people, God can even use me. I want to show you a video of the power of smallness. Let's play the video.
1: From the dust of the ground, God formed man and breathed into him the breath of life. When the Israelites were trapped with their backs to the sea, Moses stretched out his staff and the waters were parted. Samson struck down a 1,000 oppressors of Israel with the jawbone of a donkey. At the blast of trumpets and a war cry, Joshua watched the walls of Jericho crumble. With torches and empty jars, Gideon and 300 men defeated an army of 100,000. David chose five smooth stones from the stream, And with them, he struck down Goliath. Five thousand were fed with only five loaves and two fish. If God can use such small things to change the course of history, certainly he can use you.
0: So we start this year off by saying this, let's start small. Let's start small. In the upcoming weeks, in the month of January, we're going to be sharing with you small lessons, small steps that will bring about big results for God. I thought a lot about the way I wanted to end this lesson today. And I don't want to do it the same way we normally do it. I want us to to end today with a prayer of dedication. A prayer of dedication. And so I'm, I'm going to ask you to stand now. And I want to pray over this year. I want to pray over starting small. I want to pray that God will enlighten you. Will enlighten your heart and your mind to the small in your own life. That will have a big impact, big results, not only in your life, but in the life of this church, in the life of this city, in the world itself. So, after this song, we're going to sing, but today our invitation is a prayer of dedication. Let's pray. Father, today we acknowledge that you are a big God. We acknowledge today, Father, that you are beyond our reason and our thought. We acknowledge today that there is nothing in our mind and our reason that will ever be able to grasp how large, how big, and how powerful you are. And we're grateful for that because, Father, there's things in our lives we need your power in. But Father, we're so grateful today that you don't despise small things in fact father we're so grateful that you honor small things and so today father as we start out this new year as we start out 2023 father we ask that we will bring the small things to you knowing that we don't rely upon ourselves but knowing that you can take small things and do big things with it and that's our prayer And so, Father, I ask that you bless each one of us here today, insight to our heart, insight to our mind, insight to our lives, insight to our habits, insight to our thinking. Give us, Father, the small things that we could do, the small things that we could change, the small things that we could turn around, Father, that will not only bless our lives, but more importantly, bless you and bless the life of this church. So, Father, open up our eyes, open up our hearts, and bless this year as we do small things for you. In Jesus' name, amen.